I think we need to switch it up tonight. I know there's a normal way that we do service, and I don't mean to throw anybody off, but uh, Pastor Jamil asked me to bring the word today, and before, before I do, I feel like I, I think we need to press in a bit more and maybe you haven't been around church let me just explain what I mean you know sometimes we come to church with a preconceived notion that we're going to walk in we're going to do it and we're going to walk out but when we come in with an expectation when we come in with a with a preparedness to receive something see if you came to get something today you have to get that from God it's available you you get it out of the Lord today you you expect that out of him today and he's faithful to give that to you because scripture says he will give good gifts to his children he won't give you a stone if you ask for bread that's not a good father and so today I, I do feel like I was two weeks ago I was just thinking about a, a word and I feel like God put something in my heart and I, I felt like it was for this room and I thought you know I have to ask Pastor Jamil I feel like I I need to prepare something for the river and then last week he says, hey, why don't you bring the word next week? I won't be there. So I feel like this, this is for you tonight. But I think before we do that, we have to really expect something from God. We have to pull something out. This is like the woman with the issue of blood. She went toward Jesus saying, if I just touch, I don't need to touch his body. I just need to touch the robe and I'm going to be healed. What are you expecting from God today? That's how I think we need to approach the Lord, but today we need to change our perspective. We need to change our mind and our attitude about worship. What are we going to get from God tonight? Because that's exactly what you're going to get, what you're expecting. If you're expecting to just walk out of here with a raw, raw word, that's all you're going to get. If you're expecting revelation, if you're expecting breakthrough, you're going to be you're going to get breakthrough. You're going to be blessed. So if you're willing and able. Would you just lift up your hands right now, even if it's uncomfortable for you? Just lift up your hands. And tell the Lord, you don't have to do it audibly. No one has to hear you. If this is private, tell the Lord what you came for today. He's faithful. Let me remind you that he's faithful. He can't deny himself. And sometimes he can't even help himself. Tell God what you came for tonight. Lord, here we are. We each have our individual needs. We know you will meet us where we are. Just like Jen said, you will meet us where we are, but you will not leave us there, God. So take us with you where you want us to be. In your presence, in your will, mighty God. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to ask the worship team to sing this. And let's just press in. Let's just take it a little bit further. Let's just press in a little bit deeper. If you speak in tongues, speak in tongues right now. Begin to, to uh, uh, pray to God in your prayer language. And let's really step into what God has for us today. Because I believe there's something for us in his presence today. Something special, something unique, something specific. Hallelujah. Come on, worship team.
Hallelujah. You alone. And greatly to be praised. Ooh, In your hallelujah. name is great. And greatly yes, Lord. to be praised. Yes, Lord. And so we say that you are worthy. We say that you are glorified today, God. We say that you are lifted up. Your word says that you are enthroned on our praise. So God, right now, we are building you a throne with our praise, with our adoration, with our worship. God, would you receive our worship? Lord, would you receive our praise? Would you receive our adoration? God, we want to honor you. We want to bless you. And right now, in your presence, we bless your name. Your name is great and greatly to be praised. You are high and lifted up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we bless you. Lord, we honor you today. We magnify your name. We lift you up right now. We say that you are first, that you are above all, that you are worthy. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, God, that your name is the name above all names. Thank you, God, that before you there was none, and after you there will be none. Thank you that you were the same yesterday, today, and you will remain the same forever, God. Thank you that you do not sleep nor slumber, but you are awake for us, God. And for that, you are worthy. We bless you today. Help us, mighty God, to internalize your word. Help us, God, to go in with expectation to get something today. We will not let go, like Jacob said, unless you bless us. We will hold on. God, we will not let go until you bless us. So here we are, God. We are praying for your blessing and we pray for that blessing in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Can you give God a praise right now all across this room? Can you give God a praise? Hallelujah. Look around. Look at two, three, four, five, six, seven people. Just give them a hug. Give them a high five. I know we're kind of changing it up a little bit, so we'll... Um, We'll do a little bit. Of, we'll do a little bit of high fiving, and then you can be seated, and, and we're gonna we're gonna do the offering, and all of that stuff after. I'm put it right here. That's perfect. Right here. Yeah, where, where is it? Where does it go right here? I'll put it right here. We'll, we'll switch it up. We'll switch. You know, we'll, we'll do a little different. We'll do a little something else. Shout out to Kyle, Mr. Carp, Kyle Carp, baby. Yes. Is great. Come on, Isaiah. Can you sing? Wow. Do you feel God's presence in here tonight? Man, I'm excited. I'm telling you. I, I felt a word and, and, and I felt the Lord say to me, this is for the river. And I was thinking, I was like, all right, when am I going to get to talk to Pastor Jamil? And I've been out, we've been traveling. And so I was here this week and I was barely like, I was in the room just kind of checking on something. And Pastor Jamil comes to get his Bible because he forgot it in the green room. And he goes, hey, by the way, can you preach next week? I'm like, are you serious? Word. So it was Provident. Thank you, bro. What is this? This better be good. Is this virgin? This? It's clean. It's uh, non-alcoholic. It's water. Um, thank you, Kyle. Uh, but I really, and listen, I'm not trying to, just so you know, when someone says that, the sermon might be terrible, okay? I'm not trying to hype it up. I just feel like it's for somebody. I feel like it's for all of us. And I'm, I'm not telling you that I'm going to preach the greatest sermon of all time. If it is, to God be the glory. Right, Anna? But... What I think is just a specific word, I think it's, an, I think it's a word for us right now. Uh, and I think maybe, maybe this is some of what everyone here is dealing with, so uh, we're just going to jump in. But I wanted to preface that because I feel like sometimes there's a, there's a special anointing on a night, and so I, I don't think it's an accident that you're here right now. I don't think you're, oh, they just happened to invite me, and I just, you know what, I happened to have some free time. Thursday, that doesn't happen. God has you here for a reason, and I believe he's going to speak to you today. Um, so I'm grateful that you're here. If you don't know who I am, my name is Pastor Solomon. I'm the, hello, hallelujah. I'm the uh, youth pastor uh, slash other things here. I'm just one of the pastors at the church, and uh, we're happy to have you. 
You should come to church on Sunday. It's a wonderful time. Um, we look forward to it every week. So if you haven't already, come through. Two services on Sunday. We got 9 a.m. for the early birds. Uh, we got 11.15 if you like to sleep in. Um, if you want to get brunch, come to the 9, 9 um, a.m. because the 11.15 might not be over by brunch. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it just, sometimes we just go in. You know, we just go in. We're not, we're not on some schedule. We just, ain't that right, Come on. That's, we just, just like this, just like that. All right, so uh, we're going to read today. So well, let me just give you this. Um, the title of my message tonight uh, with a word, I would just call it a word. I feel like this is, I would, I would call it more of a prophetic word than a sermon, but either way, I feel like this is for us tonight. Um, and I would, I would title it this, Think Inside the Box. Think Inside the Box. Throw that back up. That's a dope graphic. Uh, did you make that? Oh, who made that? And uh, Christian? All right, shout out to, come on, Christian, Miss Graphic Design. Okay, excuse me. You're a student of Miss Natasha over here, I see. So this is dope. I got my name on it and everything. You spelled it right. Come on, Christian. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, I don't, what I want to do is I want to I give you this word. I want to pray. And then I, I believe Vinny's going to come up after and do announcements and offerings. So if you have something to give, don't worry. We're going to give you an opportunity to, uh, to tithe and, and to, to give your offering. But we're going to do it like this. Today, so Pastor Jamil's not here to say no, so we're just going to do it, okay? <laughs> we're just going to go for it. He's like, what happened? What's he going to say? It's going to be afterward anyway. So we're going to read from, and, and we're going to have it behind me on the screen, but we're going to read from John chapter 12, one of my favorite books in the Bible, John Chapter 12, if you know anything about John, uh, John is like, John is, is a sensitive kind of guy. John is like the romantic of all the gospels. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Luke's the scholar, he's the doctor. Matthew's the guy who's trying to like explain all the details. Mark is the action guy. He's like the Marvel movie maker kind of guy. He wants to just show you the action, the miracles. They start, he doesn't even start with Jesus' birth. He starts with Jesus' miracles. John, John is like, like the poet. John doesn't start his book. He's like, oh, you know, it was this person and that person. The book of John starts like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Man, that's a start right there. That's an intro right there. So this is who we're dealing with here, and so we're going to talk about that in a second, but it matters who's writing. Because we have our different viewpoints and we have our different perspectives. So I wanted to tell you that before we read. But we're going to read 11 verses in uh, John chapter 12. And it talks about Mary anointing Jesus at Bethany. The Bible says, six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. That's just kind of like a dope side note. Whom Jesus resurrected. It's crazy. Verse 2, so they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. I want to pause for a second and note that this is not the first time this has happened. Normally, when they get together, last time it was just Jesus and the ladies, Mary is sitting and Martha is serving. You remember the story in the Gospels where Jesus is chilling in the house and he's teaching and uh, Martha's in the kitchen? And Martha's like, Jesus, she doesn't talk to Mary. She's like, Jesus, come tell Mary to help me. I'm over here cooking. And Jesus is like, I know you're trying to serve, but only one thing is necessary right now. Sit at my feet and listen to what I'm saying. But it happened again. Martha serving and Jesus is sitting with Lazarus. Mary, therefore, verse 3, took a pound of expensive ointment. I thought I had, don't I have it with me? Did it fall? Sorry, hold on. Awkward. It was over here somewhere. Uh, Kyle, did you steal my oil? Did I, did I drop it somewhere? Did I put it somewhere? If you see, if anybody sees a small vial, it looks like, it looks like anointing oil is what it looks like, but it was over here somewhere. If you're watching online, I'm sorry, but uh, we're going to get this right. I, I'm telling you, oh, I got it right here. It fell and was right next to the speaker. Okay, so here it is. The anointing is in the building. Okay. 
I wanted to bring that because this is, this is what it looks like now, right? This is kind of what we have if you've been around church. If you don't know what this is, don't worry. We're not going to slap you with it unless necessary. But this is what we call anointing oil. This is not uh, what she had, but I want to show you something. Can we do this? Can we pause right here in the Word? Watch this. I want you to, I want you to take a whiff. Don't worry. I'm not, this is not a prank, okay? Go ahead and pass it around. I'll wait. We got time. I think we, we said it we have like until 1045. Great. Kidding. Kidding. Somebody like. Take it. Yeah, just take it. Pass it down. We're going we're we're to go all the way into the story today. Okay. Go ahead and yeah, take a. So there, in there is, um, is oil. Is, is frankincense, which is probably the, the, the strongest smell. And then some myrrh. And these are actually, well, not including the gold the things that were offered to Jesus when he was born, right? So I'll wait. Don't worry. It's going to come through the section. Yeah, don't take, don't wave it too strong, all right? It's not like, like salts or anything, but still, it's a nice. By the way, you guys know Pastor Ralph? You know what Pastor Ralph does with that oil? He rubs it in his hand, and he puts it on his neck as perfume, like he actually uses it as perfume. A little weird for me, but hey, to each their own. Shout out to Pastor Ralph if you're watching this. Don't judge me. Don't fire me either. Okay. What'd he say? Go ahead. Yep, yep. Just, just, just take it all in. Put some on my hands so I can still smell it. Some of you are anxious. Are you anxious, God? Oh, what's it smell like? It smells like the anointing. This is one of those smells that you smell before the person even walks in. You know those people, they wear a certain scent, and you just go, oh, it's so-and-so. That's one of those. There you go. Jen, did you get a whiff? Go ahead. Go ahead. Take a whiff. Take a whiff. Sorry, if you're watching online, it's not the same as being in, so come to church, okay? Take a nice, mm, that's nice, right? That's nice. All right, so this is what we're dealing with here. We're dealing, though, with a pound, okay? This is what it says. We're reading in, um, in verse 3. It says, therefore, took a pound of this kind of stuff. Watch this. A expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with fragrance of the perfume. And so you can imagine this, right? But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, John is like, you know, putting that in the quotes, making sure we know that. Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Whoa, throwing shade, John. Thank you. Verse 7, Jesus says, leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death again, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. I wanted to tell you a few things tonight. I wanted to tell it to you through the characters of the story, but I don't want to just focus on the people. I want to talk about the oil. Two, if you haven't already been told this, everyone in this room has something to offer to God. You have something to give to the Lord. Now, it may not be equivalent or equal to what someone else has to offer, but we have to get out of our own heads. We have to get over ourselves in thinking that our worship has to look like Maverick City music or that our devotions have to look like Stephen Furtick's sermons. If we want to do anything great for God, and watch this, you ought to do something great for God. Listen to me, young adults. you got to catch this tonight. You have to think inside the box. What does that mean? There is something that you have that no one else can offer. Imagine a global pandemic two years and some months ago. A war breaks out in the eastern part of the world or 
whatever you think it is, but there's fighting going on over there, okay? There is a, I'm not saying this so that I could bring it into existence or anything like that. There are talks and fears of a coming recession in the next six to 12 months. And you can't even buy, because of inflation, of course, the same thing you used to with $100. Some of you can't even fill your gas tank with $100 anymore. I know some of you go to the gas pump and you start praying in tongues like me. <laughs> or you wait 20 minutes in line at Costco because gas is way too much. But that's neither here nor there. However, everybody in this room has something to offer to God. And what we're going to get from Mary today and hopefully understand is that regardless of how shame-ridden of how Ridiculous it may seem, we have to get out of our comfort zone and do for God, offer to God what only we have to offer to God. To get out of our shame, to get out of our fear and do what we've been called to do for God when we have to think inside the box. Why? Because you can do what only you can do. Imagine. Would everything, with everything going on on the planet right now, you are alive for this moment. And if we believe that God created the heavens and the earth and that he chooses whom he places in a certain time in history, he has you here for such a time as this. He has you here to make sure that you are preparing the way for Jesus. So I'm going to ask you today, how are you preparing the way for Jesus? Not what you're watching other people do. Not what you think you ought to be doing. What are you doing to prepare the way for Jesus? Let's get some context to the story. This is not the only time we read this story. But this is the only time we have so much detail in this story. Again, John is a romantic. He's that kind of guy. He's trying to put the details and make, it, make sure it's, it's not only right, but that it's, it's, it's correct. It's It's factual. All of the stories mention this. What they do not mention is who said, why didn't you sell it and give it to the poor? And what happened after? As a matter of fact, some scholars would believe that this is in the wrong part of the story. Some people would say that actually this may either have been before Lazarus died or this was after the triumphal entry, not before. However, what we're going to find out is that the placement doesn't matter. What we're going to see here is that maybe John chose to put it in a different place, but it says the same thing. Jesus told us what she was doing. She was preparing his body for burial, but even before that, she was honoring God. How is your life and what you do honoring God? Think inside the box. What has God given you that you can give to God? 300 denarii. Probably one denarii a day for wages, right? So maybe almost a year's wage. Some people say a year's wages. It wasn't, it was maybe close, at least for a normal worker. Almost a year's wages. So let's say eight, nine months wages. This woman's perfume cost. Watch this. She brings it to Jesus. Some people would say she broke it at his feet. That's, we don't, we don't always see that. We, that's probably not true. Here's why. Because she pours it on his feet. She's washing or she's wiping it with her hair. It's a sign of service. And then Jesus says, don't, don't bother her. She's going to save it for the day of my burial. Let's back up for a second. Two things. One, number one, the people who went back to the tomb of Jesus to re-anoint his body to put spices on his body so that it wouldn't decompose? One of them was Mary. And she probably still had the oil. But not only that, this same act similarly was done previously to Jesus. It wasn't Mary. It was a strange woman. Some would say she was even a prostitute. It was a strange woman who came into the house, was crying before Jesus, her tears got to his feet, and she wiped her tears off of his, of his feet with her hair. And she did this as a sign of service. 
Something similar is happening here. What Mary's doing is she is honoring Jesus. Watch this. What Mary is doing is saying, Jesus, you are worthy. You are king. No one else had done this for Jesus because you would do this for kings. She wasn't washing his feet. She was anointing his feet. She was telling Jesus, you are royalty. You are my king. And you are the king. She was making it known to everyone there. And then she would make it known to everyone on the planet. Because we're reading the word right now. And we see the story of Mary. That Jesus is king. And he should be anointed as such. But first, we have to talk about shame. Mary, obviously, was a woman. Now, this, has, this doesn't have much to do with gender today, but then, this was a little bit disrespectful. This was a little bit taboo. When I said disrespectful, it was a little bit breaking the rules. Mary is not supposed to be amongst the men. At this point, she should know that the women, I'm not, now, please, I'm married, I got three kids, okay? I'm, let me just, I'm happily married because that's a, there's a difference, okay? If you're married and not happy, see somebody, okay? Please. But uh, there is a difference. So I would just, I'm happily married. Baby, if you're watching this, I love you. But I'm not, I, 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 this is not to say that I believe women should always be serving and cooking. And I, that's not what I'm saying. This is what happened then. It's a different time. You thought, you thought women couldn't vote, uh, you know, in, in the beginning of, our, of the, the birth of our nation. Then women could barely read. They couldn't even be a part of much of society. They were, they were relegated to certain things. Now, it's a whole other sermon, but the reason I say that is because Mary was not supposed to do what she did. Was it illegal? No. But she was supposed to know her place. She was supposed to know that she shouldn't do that at least at that time. When it was just her and Martha, they can sit, they can do whatever they want. But when there are men at the table waiting for food, what, what was supposed to happen is she was supposed to be helping Martha. But Mary's just Mary. Mary is just Mary. And I will say this. Some of you are like Martha. Some of you like you just want to do, 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 and go, go, go. And it's easy to be Mary when you're not Martha. So if you're Martha, it's all good, all right? Take your time. Jesus loves you. But buy some oil, okay? That's all. Anyway, so Mary comes to the feet of Jesus and does her thing. So let's, let's start right here. And I wanted to tell you this right here. There are, there are moments in time in your life, in your relationship with God, where you are going to have to break taboos. Where you are going to have to be shameless. Where you are going to have to put yourself out there, not to show off, but to show God that you honor him. Can we go there? There are, there are some in this room. I feel like this is for this room today. It's one of the things I feel like I need to, I need to share with the room. Sorry, there's a hair crawling on my neck. I thought it was a spider. I know you hate spiders. It's not a spider. I feel like there's a, there's a shame that some in this room have. And because of that shame, you have not been able to do for God what you should be able to do for God. To honor him. Even to worship him. And so I, I want to be very careful. Because I'm not saying I'm condoning this in any way. But I want to make sure that we are breaking shame tonight so that we can be set free and get breakthrough. Watch this. Be, just because you lost your virginity does not mean God cannot use you anymore. I feel like that's for somebody in the room today. Just because you have kept your virginity does not mean that's the only reason God is going to use you. Just because you have stolen from somebody does not mean God cannot use you again. Even if you have never stolen from anybody, it does not mean that God will use you. We all have to get to the point where we are humbling ourselves at the feet of Jesus and saying, I may not be able to do that. I may not be able to do that. But God, you have given me something and I am going to do that. God, if all I can give you is a hundred, I'm going to give you a hundred. It may not be a thousand, but I'm going to give you this. And what we tend to do is we start thinking inside of everybody else's box. Oh, I need to, I need to get 
this money. I need to make this much. I need to do that much. This is why the tithe is not an amount. It's a percent. Because if you make $100,000 a year, your tithe is $10,000. If you make $10,000 a year, your tithe is $1,000. It's not the same amount, but it's the same sacrifice. And so when Mary comes to the feet of Jesus and pours this perfume on him and begins to put it on his feet and then even some on his head, what she is saying is, God, I am giving everything I am to you. You deserve everything that I am. And so let's break it down because maybe you have been waiting to be used by God. You have been waiting for a platform. You've been waiting for a microphone. You've been waiting for more followers on your social media so more people can hear the word on the internet. You have somebody in the cubicle next to you that needs what you have. You have people in your neighborhood that need what you have. Think inside the box. Think inside your box. You have people in your row right now who need what you have, who need what you have to offer, who need to see you honor God, and they will be blessed by it. How do we know that? Because right after this, whether it was right after or whether it was sometime before, they were showing that Jesus is worthy to be king, excuse me, and the triumphal entry happened right after that. Jesus is anointed by Mary, and then he comes in to Jerusalem on a donkey. It wasn't a horse, it was a colt, okay? It wasn't a horse, it wasn't some, some stallion, the baby mule, a donkey. But it doesn't matter who anointed him. He was still anointed. And it doesn't matter what he's on. Jesus will get his glory. And Jesus will still be king. So let's, let's, let's continue on even further. Because sometimes when you honor God, there are going to be Judases around you that are in the circle, that are in the church, that are going to rebuke you for honoring God. Doesn't even have to be unbelievers, doesn't even have to be family that don't understand really why you're so passionate for God. But you, you cannot apologize for your passion toward God. You cannot say sorry for bringing perfume to Jesus to anoint his feet. You cannot be apologetic about being on fire for God. As a matter of fact, until we get to that point, we truly won't be who God has called us to be. But when you do what you are called to do, it is going to offend some people who have not been doing what they need to do. Judas, when you... When you think inside your box, there are going to be crusty Christians. There are going to be lazy Christians. There are going to be people who are not into stepping into their calling, upset at what you're doing. But I want to set you free today. I want to help you get set free by this word today. Do not apologize for your oil. Because the people around you do not know what it cost to get that oil. You should look this song up, C.C. Winans. You don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster box. One of the greatest songs of all time, I believe. Greatest worship songs of all time. I threw that song on the other day and I said, hallelujah. They don't know the cost of my oil. <laughs> well, I was preaching to myself. You know why? Because I recently got caught up in thinking that I should be like that and not in who God made me to be telling you I'm a minister but I get caught up I get caught up sometimes I go home and I don't give my kids the attention they need because I think that God's bride is my bride the church is my bride when Marina is my bride and I get it mixed up and then my family starts to fail because I didn't do the right thing I'm telling you right now God has called you to do something, and you've got to do what he's called you to do. You've got to get your oil, get your perfume, and honor God, because only you can honor God that way. Do not be afraid of offending other people who are not stepping into their calling. There is something that you have that no one else has.
think inside your box. So I'm challenging you today. What's inside your box? Thing is, people don't know what it costs for me to get to where I am today. People don't know what it costs for you to be leading people in worship, Gabby and you. People don't know what it costs for you to be in this room right now. Some of you have had to dump people. You've had to cut off relationships. Some of you are losing money because you're not working right now. But no one else has to know the cost because you're honoring God. And this is the problem with the Judases is that he said, oh, I couldn't have gotten this much for it. Who, who's to say that Mary couldn't have gotten double? And she was giving up even more than what he thought. People don't understand what you've given up for God, but you have to give something up for God. The problem with culture today is that we are told that it's easy. I'm not... Please, please, if, if I sound political, please forgive me. This is not what I'm trying to do. What, what we are teaching people is you can get into debt and it will be forgiven. You can, you can have that car and pay it off in 12 years. You have no idea that. That means you're paying double. But that's a whole other story. This is not a financial literacy course. This is a whole other ballgame. What they would tell you is that it's easy. And in 900 easy payments of $3.99 a month, you can have this. Yes, this phone costs $1,200, but for just $15 a month, you can have it. And then when your time is up in seven years, whatever. But before that, you can get into another plan, and then another plan, and then another plan. I'm not telling you how to spend your money. What I'm telling you is we are told that it's easy. We are taught that it's easy. We are taught that this is the way to do it, and our generation is struggling. I'm talking about depression, I'm talking about suicide, I'm talking about lack of drive, lack of passion, a lack of fire, but it is because we have not been told that it will be difficult. Let me be the first to tell you it's going to be difficult. John said it, John said it. He said, in this world, you will face many troubles. He's quoting Jesus. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. If you don't have any troubles, then what is Jesus going to overcome? And that's the problem. We don't see Jesus as overcoming because we're not trying to overcome anything. You've got to think inside your box. Your, your problems are God's pathway to your blessing. What's in your box? What does it cost? I can't tell you, and you shouldn't tell me, but there is something that you have to offer to God. And tonight, you have to decide what that is. You have to decide how shameless you are willing to be so that God could use you. Mary barged in and didn't even ask. She just came right in. She took a pound of oil and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And everybody smelled the perfume. Wow. When you honor God, when you bless God, when you serve God, other people are affected by your service. Other people are affected by your honor. Other people are affected by your overcoming because you had to overcome taboos and shame. Yet she still ran to Jesus, poured the oil, and even saved some for later. Hallelujah. God doesn't need you to give all of your paycheck to the church. He doesn't need that. He just needs all of your devotion all of the time. You don't need to get your paycheck next week. It's, God, I feel like you're asking me to put all of it in there. If he is, put it in there. But if he's not, don't worry about it. Do your 10, maybe a little more. F feel free. However, he's asking you for more. God is not asking to give. He, God is not asking you for 10%. Watch this. He's asking for 100. Your tithe is just a part of your life. God is asking 
for your relationships to be submitted to him. He's asking for your language to be submitted to him. He's asking for your words to be submitted to him. Watch this. He's asking for your anger to be submitted to him, your desires to be submitted to him. He's asking us to pour it out. So what are you holding on to that needs to be poured out today? What's inside your box? What are you letting go? Because when you let it go, God is going to begin to use you. God's going to begin to bless you. And God is going to use what you anointed him with to anoint you in return. When Mary, oh, I feel this. When Mary anointed Jesus and she wiped his feet with her hair, she had it on her hair. They, oh, everybody else left with the scent, but Mary left with the anointing. You got to get this tonight. This is it. If you don't get anything else, get this tonight. Man, wow. Because everybody else smelled it, but Mary smelled like it. We are so afraid to smell like Jesus. We're so afraid to smell like worship. We're so afraid to look devoted. God forbid we have a passion for something. Come on. We ought to look like we serve God. We ought to feel like we serve God. We ought to smell like we serve God. I'm not talking about your deodorant. I'm talking about your spirit. I'm telling you that when someone anointed walks into the room and you have discernment, you know it. I don't care if, they're look, if they look dope or not. You can tell. You go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know what I heard someone tell somebody else the other day? It was, so, it was a beautiful thing because it was a young person. I heard them look at somebody and say, hey, uh, I, feel like, I feel like there's an aura. Or I feel like there's like a white light coming off of you. I stopped them. I said, come here for a second. You, number one, you have the gift. Number two, of discernment, right? Number two, you have to continue to walk in that. You're going to be ridiculed for that. You know what he said? I know. I said, thank God you do, but keep walking in it because that's a blessing. But he saw that on somebody. I'm telling you, you, you have to smell like perfume. You have to smell like your sacrifice. And so what are you waiting for? Wait, what are you afraid of? Why are you waiting to offer your life to Jesus? Why are you waiting to smell like nard? <laughs> to smell like oil? To look crazy? Can you imagine Mary walking out? Now, I don't think she had a weave on so she could like take it and then change it up. I think it was like all the way. She gets up, she walks out, and she's sweating. She had cried. You know when you worship, when you, get that, when you get that kind of worship? You know, I'm talking about the ugly face worship. You know what I'm talking about? The kind of worship where you just, ah! You know, y'all know about the ugly face worship? Some of y'all need to get into some ugly face worship. Oh, God! Maybe you don't have problems like me, and you just, but sometimes, I just, ah! Nobody, come on, you start crying. And oh, God. Sometimes I'll be getting ready to preach. Why can tears like, okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. She's sweating, she's crying, and she gets up. And we forget that there's something going on behind what Jesus is saying. He's like, don't touch her, don't talk to her. She's doing this to prepare me for burial. Keep some for that moment, and then Mary has to just stand there as it's all happening. Oil on her head, sweat on her forehead, probably looking crazy. But the only one whose name we have beside Mary is Judas. So we have two reactions here. We have Mary who poured the, the oil, and we have Judas who questioned her, her motives. Why didn't she sell it to the poor? It's great to serve the poor. This is not about the poor. It's about Jesus. That's what the story is about. 
It's about Jesus. You can, serve, you can give to Boca Helping Hands, but first, you got to serve Jesus. You can do community service on your college campus, but first, you got to serve Jesus. There were two boxes that day. Because, oh man, catch this. Because Judas is sitting there questioning. Why did she sell it and give it to the poor? And John, in quotes, Judas, who was about to betray him, asked, but not because he was asking, but because he was trying to fill his, his box, his bag. And then there was Mary, who was just trying to empty herself. When you come to Jesus, are you trying to fill your bag or are you trying to spill your box? Some of us are so concerned with filling our purse that we're not fulfilling our purpose. And we want, God, I'm coming because I want a blessing. God, I'm coming on Thursdays and Sundays and Wednesdays and even Mondays to prayer because, God, you know I want that job. God, you know I need that money. God, you know I'm looking for this relationship. God, you know I need this answer. You know I need to get in. You know I need to. When if we would just worry about, man, if we would just worry about honoring Jesus, we would have left over to continue to bless him. Jesus says, and we're going we're gonna to close right here. Leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial. Mary probably started to pour all of it, and Jesus said, that's enough. Thank you. I feel the honor. Keep some for later. When you honor God, the Bible says in Psalm 23, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life. My cup overflows. That's what I feel happened to Mary that day. That box, that jar, that container was overflowing. Not because she was pouring it out, but because of who she was pouring it out on. And when you surrender everything you have to Jesus, you will never lack for anything. You will always have more than enough. There will always be some for later. There will always be more. What are the miracles of Jesus like? One leper comes and then 10 get healed. One boy comes with his lunch and then 5,000 plus get fed. It's just like he's a God of overflow. So think inside your box today. What are you giving instead of getting? And I believe God will set you free. I believe God will begin to work in your life. So I'm going to pray right now. Natasha, you can just come. We're just going to play the piano a little bit. We're going to do this. We're, just, we're going to pray for a moment. And I know, I, I know Vinny's going to come up, and we'll do that in a moment. But we're going to pray. And here's, here's all we're going to do. We're going to think inside the box. We're going to say, you know what? God, this is what I need to give you. God, this is what I need to offer you. God, this is what I need to surrender. And we're going to surrender, but then we're going to get to work. Because you're going to have to leave this room and do something. You have to leave this room and get your jar. You have to leave this room and prepare your perfume. But you have to make it known that in your life, Jesus is worthy. Jesus is to be honored. Jesus is to be praised. So all across this room, would you stand up to your feet? And if you would allow me, if you feel, if you feel touched, if you feel so, so led, and you say, I have something to pour out to Jesus, I want to anoint you with this oil myself, not because I'm Jesus, not because there is anything special about this oil, but because oil represents anointing. And I believe today, as you honor God, God is going to anoint you to do the ministry. God's going to anoint you to live your life. God's going to anoint you for more. So if you feel like that's you, 
come right here in front of me and I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay my hand, I'm gonna anoint you with oil. And I believe there's gonna be a blessing beginning in your life. You can play Dasha. Come on, if you, if you feel free to do that, come on, I'm gonna pray for you right now. We're gonna pray. And uh, God's gonna, God's gonna start something. God's gonna do something. And so I'm believing that not because this is not because of me or because of what whatever's on this specific ointment right here, but because it represents something. And today what you're doing is you're saying, God, I'm I'm giving you what I have. Use me, Lord. Use me. And just like Mary, just in the attitude of Mary, as you honor him, he's gonna honor you. He's gonna quiet the distractions. He's going to put aside the people that have the wrong intentions and the wrong motives. And you are going to be to begin to be blessed. And you're going to have breakthrough in your life. I believe it with all my heart. All across this room, if you on the, are on the platform or not, close your eyes. And just tell God that he's worthy. Just say, God, you are more than enough. I honor you. Lord, you are worthy. And so as I pray for these uh, people at the altar right now, think about your box. Think about what you have to offer to God. And pray that you would be passionate enough to pour yourself out to Jesus. So you can you can kneel, you can stand, you can sit, but let's Let's honor God right now with our thoughts. Let's honor God right now with our plans and say, God, I know, I know I have to do this. God, I know I have to get going on this. And just talk to the Lord for a second. Just honor him with your words, honor him with your life and say, God, I'm going to do this as we pray for these people here right now.